Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022, and this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Uh, I want to say hello to all of my, damn it, I don't remember, what does Scott Snyder always say? It's all of his freaks and geeks. Freaks and peaks. Yeah, freaks and peaks out there. Freaks and geeks was a popular show on NBC in the mid nineties. I'm gonna take you to not popular enough to get more than one season. Taking you to Muscle Mountain this week over here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Shannon Young, Mister 100. Uh, Slightly, very much under the weather. I may sound intoxicated. I'm not this time. I just don't. Well, not yet. I guess it could be both. Technically, I'm drinking the whiskey to to kill the cold because my theory is the whiskey burns. It burns the impurities out of you. You know. Oh, not how that works. Well. And yet he continues. Well, I'm down 30 pounds and I feel better, so you can tell me where I went wrong. You know, science, all your liberal bullshit. You know, <laughs> really, now I get science it. Science is a liar sometimes. Now I get it. Now I get why they trust Trump. Because, you know, the liberals will tell you it's all whack. But, you know, Trump lost 30 pounds and he felt better. With me, of Did course. He? Did that happen? Double A, Double H is with us. I am. I'm, I'm drinking the tea because it keeps all the impurities in where I want them. <laughs> I've got too many impurities recently. A uh, big shout out. You just to, wanted to be pure. Uh, really quick, big shout out to uh, Isla Dawn. Let's give it up for Isla Dawn real quick. Come on, let's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Now, who is that again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. I'm looking at I'm looking at her right now. I had to look her up because I watched the end of NXT. Because every time Mandy Rose has a title match, I'm like, okay, this is the one. This is the time they take it off of her. Because mm-hmm. I was a big Mandy nope. Rose fan. I still like Mandy Rose, but I kind of agree that maybe it's gone a little too long at this point. Um, yeah. So I thought, okay, well, she's going to lose to Alba Fire, which is a bad name. But I don't remember what her name was I'm before gonna, that. I'm going to need you to not put that pause between the owl and the bug because it sounds like a dude named Al Bafire. <laughs> yeah, you don't know Al Bafire? Uh, I do now. I'm about to go change the name of the group chat. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see what Al Bafire is. It's going to be my own. Or her name was Kaylee Ray before. I think Kaylee Ray is probably better than Al Bafire. A little. She's Scottish. Yeah. yeah. She's well, Scottish. there was also, I mean, she had the the acronym, or not the acronym, but the the initialisms, you know, the KLR. Yeah, um, it was more marketable. It, it it rolls off the tongue a little easier. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the name Albafire. Apparently, people make I don't fun hate of it. it. But, I don't know. hate it. I I'm not a huge fan of the let's put a Y in the middle of fire so that we can trademark it. I'm uh, not a fan of them picking a country. And saying that's the country we're gonna make really um, strong tonight. So you know it was it was, Jap- was it. it was Japan for a little bit. You had Asuka and you had Kyrie Sane and uh, Io Sky. I'm sorry, yeah. Io Shirai. I don't remember her name anymore. It's Io Sky. That's all I can think of. It was Shirai, wasn't it? If I remember yeah, correctly? Io Shirai, yeah. the genius of the sky. Io yeah, Shirai. yeah. And you had the private princess, and then you had the Empress of Tomorrow, and the I don't under. Oh my God, this stupidest bullshit. And Japan was number one there for a little while, and then you know yeah. now we switched over to Scotland because you got Alba Alba Fire, and now <laughs> Isla Dawn is there, and she's also Drew Scottish. McIntyre. I mean, Drew McIntyre, of course, is, he's is fine. A huge face over on SmackDown. He's fine. Kind of. Ireland got a little bit of respect there for 
uh, a, a sip of coffee because well, with Seamus still, you're still getting that. And Becky Lynch, uh, Finn Balor, sure. you know, you you yeah. had it is a very di- admittedly, man, it's a very diverse uh, ecosystem that the WWE has established yeah. with wrestlers from all over the place. Um, so that's very very cool. But anyway, you know what, Hunter? Hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Did you hear? Did you hear about uh, Jay Little getting lit on fire by Gasoline Hey, 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 Kev, did you hear hey. about me almost dying? I'm now Mike Tyson for no reason. You find my work at Organic Remedy. Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, careful. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to? You didn't get that one clear, did you? <laughs> Hell no, I didn't. Hell no. Um, <laughs> every week. Well, you told them, and they said it was okay, and then you did it, and they were like, "Well, not like that." Well, twenty seconds later, they called me. They're like, "Whoa." <laughs> Oh, hey. Ease up, partner. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> uh, just quick plug real quick. You can go to my Facebook right now and see my match from over the weekend. It was yeah. myself and the great Osby Tomlin taking on Trent Daniels and big Peyton Ayers. And just really fast. One, I was really proud of that match. I was very, very proud of it. And it, it was so good that Jason asked me tonight, hey, do you want to do a last man standing match, just you and Trent? Because Trent and I apparently have really good chemistry. And I was like, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. We chopped the shit out of each other in that match. Uh, I saw that. It, it The sound, the sound was incredible. Um, but I but I want to talk about me or Trent. Uh, all of those guys are fantastic. But I do want to give a, a big shout out to Peyton Ayers, who is absolutely killing it. He won the Stride Championship. Dude was on Young Rock. He's D'Lo Brown on Young Rock. Really? Yeah, which is in, that. That's cool. insane, which, you know, <laughs> we had the match on Saturday. We're backstage, and, you know, spoiler alert, wrestling scripted. He asked me, hey, would it be okay? One, he hit me with a sky high. I never thought oh, I would. Oh, nice. Yeah, I never thought I would take a sky high. That was shit was scary. <laughs> um, I bet. And then he said, can I can I give you a body slam and then do the D-low leg drop? And I was like, hell, yes, you could do the D-low leg drop. <laughs> I'd be ashamed a if you did. A little head waggle. A little head waggle. It was yeah. a fantastic show, top to bottom. Uh, thank you, Perryville, for hosting us, CCW. Um, we couldn't have been happier with it. Thank you, Dalton, for uh, getting that show going. Dalton put a lot of hard work into that. Um, he yeah. he he really killed it. Dalton went out of his went went. I thought I did good with organic remedies, but Dalton really went out of his way with with the Perryville show. And Dalton also had a fantastic night. Uh, just personally, I know we always always start with negativity. I'll start with a little positivity. I got to sit in the crowd. I sat there with Derek Boxdorfer. And I watched the main event with Derek. And it was Dalton and his partner, Kevin Cade, going up against the Crowleys in a ladder match. Dalton is normally a bad guy, as you know. But for this show, he was a good guy because he was in Prairieville. He had a lot of his students there. And to hear that crowd going so crazy for Dalton, chanting, Mr. Manch, Mr. Manch, I genuinely had a smile on my face. Uh, I was so happy for Dalton. I was so proud of him. So I, I don't know if he's listening yeah. or not, but Dalton, man, you, you did such he a is. good job. He, he probably is, yeah. All the, all the credits in the world to you, man. That that was spectacular. Just don't fucking climb ladders like that again. I, I will beat the shit out of you myself. <laughs> the first thing you posted about the show afterward, like later it was like, oh, I'm so grateful and thankful. But the first thing you posted was a picture of him on the ladder going, yeah, I don't make great decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately knew this was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Now, now we'll get to the negativity. <laughs> so, uh... As you, speaking of Dalton, speaking of Dalton, Dalton and Asa over there on the nerdiest part of the ring, they start every episode off with the power of positivity. Uh, Hunter yes. and I take the opposite approach. We we embrace that the dark. Correct. We are the negative. Yeah, it's getting darker out earlier nowadays, and there's definitely a connection there. I didn't come up with it before I started this sentence. Though, right. So let's, Hunter's new nickname. Let's just keep it going, Mister Negative. Mister Negative. Uh, 
Uh, oh, Marvel's going to sue us. Yeah. So my negative thing this week, it's a minor thing, but it does irk me. So Soraya Mm -hmm. is in Mm -hmm. AEW now. Soraya, of course, the former Paige from WWE. Yeah. And what irritates me about her in AEW, and it happened again this week, is her constantly saying, this is my house. I get that was a WWE thing. You know, this is my house. And it made more sense in WWE. She won the Women's Championship on her first match on the main roster from AJ. Um, she was instrumental in NXT's women division. She was, you know, instrumental in the WWE's women division. So I get that. But she's going over to AEW where she's literally all she's done is stand in a ring and talk a little bit. And she keeps going, This is my house to Britt fucking Baker, who literally built the women's <laughs> division in AEW. And like, I, if she was a heel and she was saying, This is my yeah, house, there it is. it'd make more sense. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, if they were going to sell her as a heel, I'm down for it. And honestly, it shouldn't have been that hard. Britt Baker was like on the cusp of turning face there for a while. Right. And then for whatever reason, they never pulled the trigger. And don't get me wrong, Britt Baker is a very good heel. Like, she's done a lot of really good heel work. But that's why the audience kind of got behind her. And I thought, okay, this is organic now. You can yeah. you can have her turn. Uh, you can have Paige run it. And I know that there's the riot. Uh, I know that that it's going to be hard to sell her as a heel after having been out for so long. But yeah, if you want to really lean hard on the this is my house stuff, that would have been a great opportunity to do it. Nope. Yeah. And I think that's indicative of AEW's issue with, I yep. swear to God, they hate organic. They hate organic. Yep. Anytime a wrestler starts to get an organic uh, buzz behind them. I mean, where is Miro right now? Where is Miro? Why is FTR? <laughs> FTR is barely on television. Um, they Almost do. Never. They do everything they can to get the uh, the acclaimed to kind of bury them now, piece mm-hmm. by piece. Like whenever something organic happens in AEW, it's like they immediately pull the rug out from under it. Unless it's Kenny and the Bucks and those guys, they will shove the elite down your fucking throat if you let them. And what's really ironic about all of this is take this conversation and have it six months ago. Because yep. it's WWE we're talking about yep. doing that instead. And AEW where we go, this is where you go. If you can mm-hmm. get over, these guys will will take it and run with it. Nope. What a anymore. shift change. In fact, it's the almost the exact opposite. Complete change. It's insane how much it's changed in uh, the past couple of months. Yeah. So that but that's my thing is just Soraya, this is my house when it's it would be like me going to your house and be like, This is my house. It's not. <laughs> you paid for that. No, house. and you are, and you are welcome in my house all the time. But yes, if you start saying this is my house, <laughs> we will have to have a conversation. And now, my, to be fair, you bought a house, and I immediately yeah. went and took a picture of you did. and said, "My house now." <laughs> you did, but you didn't go in at least. <laughs> but I didn't come into that house until what, like about a month ago for the right. first time. To so dro- it's been some time to drop off a fantastic book called "I'm Glad My Mother Is oh, Dead" by Jeanette McCurdy. Can't. Can't yes. praise it enough. Yes. Um, God. Imagine I, as, a, as a quick side story, I took because I ended up with two copies of that book. When I right. finished it, Sarah goes, "There's no way I'm going to read that. It's going to be too depressing for me. I can't do it." So True. we go to half price books in St. Louis occasionally, and I took my copy there because I thought uh, this is not something I can take to my workplace and have my uh, uh, you know coworkers read. Mm-hmm. And I don't really need it. So then, okay. Point being, took it there as part of our like trade-ins because we do stuff with them the same way you would do games and stuff with GameStop. Right. And when they called me back up to the desk to come to tell me how much we had to work with and and you know what to do with the books and everything, um, the woman who had run through all our stuff, she picks that one up and she goes, "Is this good?" And I went, "Oh, it's incredible. You know, it's awesome. I finished it not that long ago." And she goes, "This is the first copy that has come through this store." 
Like I legitimately did not think we were going to get any. And I went, well, I mean, admittedly, it's not like I didn't want to keep it. I just, I have no reason to keep it. I'm not going to read it again more than likely. I'm not right. the kind of person who reads stuff more than once. Uh, and she goes, yeah, I don't think this is going to make it off the shelf. I'm just going to hang on to this one myself. And I went, that's fair. Yeah. But in St. Louis, that book's been out for months now. And that was the first copy that came through a used bookstore. It's, 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 it's an amazing book. It's an amazing book. So uh-huh. I, I loved, I, I did, I went from not giving a shit about Jeanette McCurdy beyond the fact that she's a human being and I care about human beings, but I had, sure. I had no, not really knowing her body of work. No, I mean, it was no. very teen related. Like it's not stuff that we watch. Right. Because I think she's a little bit younger than us. So we missed the boat on that one, yep. you know, but yep. um, after hearing, I think I saw her on uh, red table talk i think is what it's called with jada pinkett smith and hearing about what she went through with her mother and then i was like i have to i have to have the book and uh my cousin kaz got me an audio version of it that she read which i actually want to listen to as well and then you got me the physical copy of the book and it's it's sitting on my bookshelf front and center it's uh very very important anyway that's not what we're talking about um (laughs) imagine imagine if i went over to stride pro wrestling and i made my debut and i go in the ring and i'm talking to (laughs) heath Hatton and i'm like this is my house Heath. stride is is my house yeah, it's not. <laughs> there would be a conversation you would have in the back later <laughs> that would be unrelated. He would say, "I did not, I did not okay this." Um, <laughs> and that's 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 my thing of the week, Soraya. It's not your okay. house. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I got also a relatively minor thing. It's one of those just like people saying things where I go, that kind of that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, yeah, so you're aware of you're aware of the Freddie Prince Jr. Um, oh, you mean, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Barney, D- Donald, Fred, what? is it Fred? From Fred. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Ascot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, oh, you mean Mr. Geller? Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> fuck him. That's a good one, too. He took Sarah from so, me. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't hate the guy. I found a lot of his stuff uh, to be really fascinating when he worked for WWE and then after we're talking about how he wrote for them and all the different stuff that he, he tried to get across with them. Um, but this week, this week, I don't know if you know, he's got a podcast mm-hmm. um, that's just called Wrestling with Freddie. And clever. Apparently, on, yeah, right, on his, uh, he, he really <laughs> scraped the old uh, insides of the brain for that one. <laughs> um, on his show this week, he made a, a very contentious point to to say that he did not watch Crown Jewel this year. Now, Crown Jewel, of course, famously emanates from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and we all have said numerous times, yeah, fuck that, that's kind of gross, I wish they wouldn't do that. Um, rumor has it they're looking for a way to get out of it now that Vince isn't in charge, but that's neither here nor there. They're still in the show for the time being. Uh, Freddie, on his podcast, said, and I quote, I say the following with pride. I did not watch a single minute of Crown Jewel, and my life is so much better for it. Even if it was great, I do not believe in it. I think it's a goofy pay-per-view. To which I would like to respond with a a quote from the famous John Oliver. Cool. Like, I... (laughs) What, I just, what do you want a metal man? What you, hang on, let me hit you with the Chris Rock one. What do you want a cookie? I like, just in my head, I hear I hear Homer Simpson going bravo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I didn't watch Crown Jewel either, but I certainly didn't play it up like some. Oh well, I, I would never you, go and watch Crown Jewel. You fix the monocle, and you you know, <laughs> oh, oh my, the diamond tipped cane. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like okay, do you do you really think you're not like 
watching even clips from the show made a difference at all? Do you really think? And I, and I don't get me wrong. I get it. Some people are going to equate this with, well, you know, everyone has to vote. Like we can't get, uh, get can't get into people's heads. Like, oh, if you don't vote, it doesn't matter. That's not the same thing, right? Um, if morally you feel better for not having watched it, great. But the, don't crow about I, it. I don't know, man. Yeah, it just reeks of like, well, this is how much better I am than you, right? <laughs> fuck, just fuck off. Yeah, just fuck off. That's what it is. Yeah, like, Ugh. look, you're talking to a guy who has said before, I have not, I have not watched any of the uh, pay per views out of that particular Dang. area because yeah. of similar reasons. Like, as a journalist. You know, the Khashoggi thing that happened years ago that WWE, you know, to be fair, they signed their deal before that happened. But and and there was talk of, oh, what do we do? Should we should we honor it? And it is a contract. But at the same time, I would never support that show because of the people behind it. But at the same time, man, I'm not going to go online and brag about it because one who gives a shit. And right. whether you watch it or not, that is not going to hurt WWE's bottom line. They're not making money off the network, you know, broadcast. They're making money off of the P of the, right. the, the Saudi prince that paid 10, what billion dollars over the course of 10 years or whatever. Crazy amount of money. Also importantly, he wants credit for not doing something. Right. Hunter. I didn't, That's, that, that Hunter, I always didn't, me. I didn't kill anyone today. Hey, you know what? Thank you. Good for you, man. Thank Let's you. give it up for Shannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wear, yeah. Wear a, wear a ribbon in honor of your continued fight against evil. <laughs> like, it's it's my like, own evil, but yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. No, I, I like agree I said, it just It just irks me. It's just one of those cor- you corny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching the player haters again this morning, and all I can hear is just Patrice O'Neal going, you corny. Which, oh, you know, the, <laughs> the irony that you brought up Patrice O'Neal, because I was just thinking of people that a lot of people don't know worked for WWE. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. was a writer for WWE. Patrice O'Neal right. was a writer for WWE. Also a writer. Um, yeah. It's crazy, the people that they brought in. I was also thinking about, you mentioned, you know, uh, Patrice O'Neill and the haters and all that. I was thinking about Chappelle because I went back and watched a lot of the Chappelle's uh, SNL for over the weekend and it was really funny. Yeah. And his yep. monologue was very funny and I get that people are trying to cancel him. It is a very scary... I agree with him. It's a very scary place to be right now where you can't yeah. say... You can't make jokes. But I, I also... Uh, I don't know, man. It, it is a double-edged sword when it comes to free speech. And, and and well, and the Chappelle thing is, is particularly concerning because now... <clears throat> and I know this is not the show, but... I will probably talk more about it tomorrow. You may have seen uh, rumor has it. He changed his monologue from the yeah. dress rehearsal to the main show because people, he didn't want people to know that he was going to talk about uh, Semitism and anti-Semitism. And then that didn't go over very well. And it just, the Which, whole thing. Is, I, I is get that. I get that. That's like when yeah. was it Sinead O'Connor went out there and she was going to uh-huh. do something, but instead she tore up a picture of uh Oh, was it the Pope? Pope? Yeah. And then burned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, one time, uh, Steven Seagal hosted. <laughs> which was also generally which, a bad idea. Which was a war crime. <laughs> one of the worst the fucking worst episodes I've ever seen. All time. Uh, you know, Hunter, so bad. I, I, we don't have a lot to talk about this week, only because I've been sick. Yeah. I, we haven't done a show in a couple days. The last show we did it's was been actually a light week too, was a mixed show. Uh, but I did want to. I wanted to talk about the NWA situation because there's some interesting things happening yeah. over there. And it started with uh, Nick Aldis uh, last week saying that he was leaving NWA, which he was then suspended for saying he was leaving NWA. 
And right. now Tyrus is the champion. So tell me how we connected these fucking dots. Yesterday I saw uh, something where someone goes, you know, um, way back in the day, like, like my uh, my grandpa had, oh, who was the longtime NWA champion? Was it Buddy Rogers? Was the NWA champion like way, way back when? I think it so. It wasn't Backlund. Who was the guy I'm thinking of? Anyway, they were like, you know, my grandpa had him, and then my dad had Ric Flair, and now I've got Tyrus, so you tell me who's winning. <laughs> there was a lot of discussion about how just out of shape Tyrus is. Like, he's yeah, this he was, is not Kevin Owens where he's, like, kind of rounder, but he's clearly, you know, athletic and he's muscular. Tyrus just fat, dude. He's just yeah. big. He's just a big dude. And, you know, no body shame here. Do what you want to do, but you're a professional wrestler, man. You're somebody I'm supposed to be like, like watching do athletic shit, and well, you can't do that well, and, because you're out of shape. And, and not only that, but as as somebody, who, I would never say I'm in shape. I'm not out. Of, I'm not horrible, but I'm not like you could look at me and you can look at Trent Daniels you're not and see there's a difference. But I'm also not in the main event of a fucking major company like NWA. Why NWA would choose yeah. Tyrus of all people to of put the championship people. on? Uh, because who else was in that match? It was it was Trevor Murdoch, it was Tyrus, and, mm-hmm. I, and there was was it one other person? Am I am I crazy or? Let me it see. It may here. have been, but Trevor Murdoch is reason enough. Just put it back on him. He's had it before. Trevor right? Murdoch. I think he was the champion going in, if I remember correctly. He, he was, and he also to me looks like a guy that is not in shape, but that's okay. So it was all right. It was Tyrus, He's Trevor Murdoch, and Matt Cardona. Cardona. Why would you not oh. put it on Cat Mardona? Matt Cat Mardona. Right. Fuck me. Cat Mardona. Fuck me. <laughs> That's his evil it's twin a, from the Impact it, Zone. It's the medication <laughs> mixed with the whiskey, I swear, Your Honor. Cat Mardona. So Matt Cardona. <laughs> the only reason I can see them not putting it on Matt Cardona is because the rumor is that Matt Cardona is heading back to WWE, as is Nick Aldis, as is Chelsea Green, yep. as is everybody as is everyone else. Everyone they can get their hands on, man. Right. Yeah. Now that they got Emma back under the label, they're trying to get because apparently I didn't know that she was with Riddick Moss. I had no idea they were a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that evidently he he's primed for a, a move up. That there might be a romantic angle with them, um, and then a, a whole thing going on there. Um, yeah, man. The NWA situation is is very weird overall. So all this, in, to be fair, according to NWA, he wasn't suspended because he said he wanted to leave. He was suspended because he was extremely critical of the company in general and then said he wanted to leave. And they were like, okay, well, if that's how you're going to talk in the press, then we'll cut you loose. Um, It's still not great. It's still not a great look. But they had at least a little more logical, slightly reasoning for doing these kind of things. Well, he did Um, uh, call NWA (laughs) the most toxic brand in pro wrestling. Yes, he did. Very much so. Um, the whole thing uh, supposedly in a lot of ways revolves around Mickey James, who of course is his wife, her treatment um, back at the Empower pay-per-view. She was apparently not treated very well uh, surrounding that. I didn't get all the details on that. Um, yeah, the whole thing is just very, very much up there. The last thing that I saw is that Aldis is is a free agent. Um, he said he kind of wants to explore that. Of course, WWE is definitely a rumor of something that he might do. Um he has a handful of businesses that he that he's purporting right now. So he's got this legacy sports nutrition thing that he's doing. Um, but Aldis is just one of those guys who who kind of like pre Cardona, pre um, Cody Rhodes, even left. I guess it was Impact. He was with Impact for a while there, and went to NWA and just kind of made it his company. This yeah. is my place. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, um, it's a really <laughs> weird situation to see. You know, Cody leaving AEW was weird enough as it was. 
But Aldis leaving and not even really of his own accord, that's a bizarre look to happen. That's yet another, you know, put that on your bingo card for 2022. Vince McMahon is out, Cody Rhodes is back, and Nick Aldis is done with NWA. I actually worked with Nick Aldis a couple years ago. Um, yep. I was ring announcing, and he was in the main event against Austin Lane, our good friend, Austin Lane, the best mm. of the best, from rope to rope, pillar to post. And yes. I got to do the ring announcing, and then I got to sit at ringside and hold the the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA title. And yeah. I will say, Nick Aldis was a gentleman. He was a straight-up gentleman. He was very nice, very cordial, but he was also very big time. Like, I don't know if that was ego or what, yeah. but you could tell that he had to be introduced. Uh, when I was talking to him, he had to be introduced a very specific way. Um, the The belt was very important to him. His stature was very important to him. And that's there's yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that when you're in wrestling, especially when you're carrying a company like that. I think you do have to have yeah. a certain level of prestige. And Nick Aldis definitely had that prestige. Now, do I think that Tyrus is going to have that prestige when he takes the belt onto the Greg Gutfield show on, on Fox? Fox News? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, when uh, he's not sexually harassing pretty blonde reporters, you know. Um, great, great one to put your title on to go from a gentleman like and 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 real class act like Nick Aldis to Tyrus. The guy Tyrus. that the WWE called the Funkasaurus. <laughs> Who his most memorable thing about him was introducing the world to Naomi instead. Right. Yeah. And using the cat's theme song from WCW. <laughs> I'll never forgive him for using Ernest Miller's theme song. <laughs> That's what, Oh God, what, Ernest Miller. I miss him. One of these days we should do a show about you know, recycled music in wrestling. Cause you've got, you know, Ernest, the cat Miller, his theme went to Tyrus mm-hmm. or Ty, what was his name at the time? Tyrone, Tyrese, Brodus, Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Brodus there Clay. it is. Yeah. And, um, yep. you had Del Wilkes, the Patriot theme became Kurt Angle's theme much later. And he, he right. ran out. And then I always thought about this. And then I saw somebody else confirmed that they also heard it. Go back and listen to stone cold and, and razor Ramon's music. It's razor the same. Ramones. It's the exact same mm-hmm. razors just slowed down. Um, Two of them that that uh, escaped, well, they, they were dual parts because they got outside of wrestling. Um, the Hardy Boys theme mm-hmm. and the uh, the oh damn it, uh, Hollies Hardcore Hollies yeah, and Crash. Yeah, their themes were both bumper music for mm-hmm. like Spike TV and stuff. And they're also famously in a bunch of video games because they're just generic music you could buy from any licensed library. Yeah, like so using the old Hardy Boys theme and those you could just hear them on any random commercial or whatever. Which was great for AEW when they hired the Hardys on. They could just use their old theme music. Right. Um, it was super easy. Hey, you remember when the Hardys were in AEW? Aren't they still technically? Technically? Man, you talk about a waste <laughs> awesome. of a fucking opportunity. The Hardys World Tour. <laughs> God damn. Uh. Oh, I yeah. I really do. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like AEW can't get right, and you know I was I was <laughs> I was playing the World of Warcraft today because they uh, I was sick and I I got up before I went to gaming grounds and we set up things for holiday. I was playing the World of Warcraft. They just dropped the new Drac yeah. Theor race, and I was testing that out, and I was doing some world events. That's how the people listening that play WoW know that I'm legit because I mentioned the Drac Theor. Um, Hell yeah. And I was listening to Jim Cornette, as I do sometimes when I play, just because he's background noise. And he was talking about the whole, you know, homegrown talent thing in AEW. AEW brings in all of these guys from WWE mostly. And they always come in and they cut their big promo about how WWE sucks and Triple H is an idiot. See Jeff Jarrett. Um, 
they got the title on John Moxley, who John Moxley is a beloved AEW figure, but John Moxley is also very much a WWE um, transplant. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. He really associated with AEW in the same way that Kurt Angle did when he went to TNA, but you still can't deny the fact sure. that he was a, a WWE original. Um, you have a chance now to put the title on a legitimate homegrown talent. Because even if you look back at Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega very much came from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He he was the right. elite. MJF, uh, and the same thing with Hangman Page to a lesser degree. And you've also had it on Jericho. You've, you've had it on guys that didn't feel like they were AEW really, really homegrown. Sure. MJF is that opportunity. He's going for the title. Yeah. And I almost feel like they are definitely going to not put the title on MJF and what a terrible mistake that would be because you've got lightning in a bottle, but like they always do, they piss it away because Tony Khan does not know how to book a fucking wrestling show. Well, not to mention, okay, you have all this controversy and all of this shit surrounding MJF earlier this year. He's gone from the company for a while. When they bring him back, they actually do like the work shoot, you know, okay, well, if you'll come back, I'll pay you whatever you <laughs> Fire want. Fire me, you fucking phone mark. Call. Oh, that whole thing. Like, it's got to pay off somehow. If he went through all of that and gets the casino chip and has a stable that he then gives up on a month later, even though they right. never work together. <laughs> right. Remember the firm? The firm, yeah. Because MJF doesn't. Yeah. Uh, if they go w. Morrissey he doesn't win the title. Oh, my God. What, what was the point? What, what was, was the that? Point? I'm going to look at it at the end, just like with Krusty with the cigarette. What the hell was that? Yeah. What was the point of any of that? I, I just, I really, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I even said it earlier in the show to a certain degree. AEW is more like WWE now than they've ever been. They're yeah. more like the old WWE. I think Tony Khan is feeling the same pressure that in, uh, you know, a, an octogenarian Vince McMahon. How old was he? 70 something? 70 plus. Something? Yeah. Mid 70s. Okay. Yeah. Set the generian Vince McMahon does when he, you know, earlier in the year and for the past few years prior has gone, we're going to do what we think the audience won't see coming on a pay-per-view. I don't care yeah. if it's illogical. I don't care if it goes against everything. That's what's happening on the pay-per-view. Any other show, I don't give a shit. Right. pay-per-view we're doing something that makes no sense and that will not catch the audience's attention this is tony Khan now he has reached his fucking wits end of yeah. i'm gonna book the match in such a way that you'll never guess what's gonna end not recognizing that again it's not about the destination it's about the journey i don't care about it ending in a way that surprises me more than i do about one that satisfies me yes that's yeah. the important part right a satisfactory ending not a surprising one because sometimes the surprise is satisfactory. Yeah, but but some, sometimes you see the ending coming a mile away, but it still feels good when you get there. Kofi Kingston winning the title for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan winning the title at WrestleMania in that triple threat. Like right. all the things that led up to those major moments, we kind of knew were going to happen. Of course, there was a chance they wouldn't, but you sort of knew they would. And it was still extremely satisfying because right. everything that led up to it was worth watching. Yeah. That's the difference. Compare it to films. That's, that's, that's just storytelling. Right. Well, yeah. Compare it to films, yeah. compare it to books, compare it to literally any story that's ever been told. Imagine. <clears throat> it's the satisfaction, not just the surprise. Imagine in Star Wars Return of the Jedi after going through those three, you know, back in the eight, in 83 when it actually came out, going through all of those movies. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, when Vader has a chance to turn on the Emperor and save his son, he instead kills his son and then they rule Just the galaxy together. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, was it surprising? Sure. Or Leia he comes in He looks over there. his shoulder and says, bet you didn't see that one coming. And then like, the, the credits <laughs> roll and everyone goes, well, I didn't see that coming, but I'm pissed. Like, that was not a good twist. In, that was not a good twist. I did not like that. Right. 
I was going to say, again, remember that M. Night Shyamalan had a lot of good twist endings, too, early on. And then people went, oh, that's all you know how to do? But what's the twist? Because they're not all good. Right. Yeah, what's the twist? What's well, the twist that happening? Does there have to be one? It's the yeah, trees. I, I... Hey. Oh, oh spe- it sure was. Hey, speaking of a twist, uh, Ric Flair got <laughs> twisted because I love this story. I don't know if you saw this. Ric Flair said one? he recently <laughs> met Colt Cabana. Did you read this story? Yeah. I I, he, lo- I didn't read the whole thing, but he asked he asked him about CM Punk or something. I didn't get the whole thing. I love this. So he says he's on the To Be the Man podcast. Ugh, I hate Conrad <laughs> Thompson. By the way, I hate Conrad Thompson. What a boring. He's so boring. I can't stand his fucking voice. I hate his face. I don't understand how he has yeah. every wrestling podcast in the world. In in the next couple of weeks, he'll probably have this one. It'll be con- sooner it'll be, or later. He's coming for. He'll us. just be sitting there going, "Hey, Hunter, you read about." This uh uh Rick Flair guy can't he keeps making offers we keep turning it down. We're making too much money on our own. Yeah. That's the there's really no reason for us to do it. So <laughs> on the To Be the Man podcast, Rick Flair says Colt Cabana walked up to me the other day. Colt Cabana came over and wanted my autograph, and I didn't know who he was. Never met him, right? And the guy goes, this is Colt Cabana. Mm. Then I stood up and shook his hand. I said, what's going on with you and Punk? He said, it's a long story. So Punk's got more long stories with people than I do. Colt Cabana's a nice kid, a really good worker. How would you know when you didn't know who he was? That's the part that gets me. He specifically says, I don't know who this guy is. But then, he's a great Uh, worker, though. If he's a great worker, you would have fucking recognized him, Rick, you drunk fuck. I, so so here's a, a little inside secret from my line of work, uh, which I will not detail. On you will not. Show. No, we are we are often asked for um, letters of recommendation for people in our in our workplace, um, and it's it's a sort of poorly kept secret that most of us have a a template. So you write a really good one for someone who you have a lot of individual things to say about. But when someone asks you for one who you don't really know much about them, you just kind of go in and plug in their name into the template. They do this and they've done that and they would be good for whatever this, you know, insert job or school or wherever you're going thing. Here. Right. Um, that's this story for Ric Flair. I'm 100% convinced reading the story that Ric Flair inserts names into the story all the time. This guy came up to me, you know, indie wrestler who I don't know, came up to me. I didn't recognize him. Someone said his name. Uh, insert indie wrestler who he knows, and I ask what's going on with them, and then say he's a good worker. Yeah. That's it. He's a good Flair worker. Story. Yeah. Thanks, There's Rick. no way this shit happened. <laughs> I don't think it happened that way at all. No part of me thinks that any of that went down that way. Um, also, by the way, I found that story over on 411, and I just wanted to, to check and see real quick. Um, the top comment actually says, great worker. I've never seen him before, and I have no idea who he is, but yeah, great worker. <laughs> <laughs> Someone goes, every time a Ric Flair quote is reported, it sounds increasingly like a rambling A.M. Simpson story. I suspect he'll be talking about onion belts soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, I don't so, know how yeah. much you know about Survivor Series for the record and like upcoming pay per views. Um, was well, you know Survivor like, Series used to be legitimately my favorite pay per view when I was growing up. Yeah, uh, just, the, just the, it feels like it's falling off, man. It has. It doesn't feel the same anymore. No. <sighs> the last time it felt awesome was in 2019 when they did the NXT invasion and they had all three brands. That time was was actually very cool. Right. Um, 
so there's there's a couple of things that go along with this. Number one, uh, NXT has a show coming up called NXT Deadline. I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh, they're going to have an Iron Survivor match. Uh, yeah, I maybe do. a couple of them. Apparently, dude, I I heard this. I was uh, sitting with Lindsay. We were watching this, and I remember telling her we watched the video, and I said that sounds like the most overbooked bullshit I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> So, so for those of you listening, try and keep up because I'm about to hit you with some bullet points. Here's how it worked. At the December 10th pay-per-view, I'm sorry, premium live event, five competitors will be in the match with a 25-minute time limit. Two competitors start the match with new entrants every five minutes. A pinfall submission or disqualification awards one point and sends the loser to a penalty box for 90 seconds, after which they can return to the match. And the competitor with the most points in 25 minutes wins the match. Um, for the record, what's what hard to understand to about more, that, Hunter? To add even more convolution, the winner becomes the number one contender to the respective top championship on the brand, whether it's uh, the the men's or women's championship. And honestly, that's it. That's all. Nothing else to it than that. There's time limits. There's points. There's a penalty box, and you win a number one contendership. What else is there really to know? How hard is this really to follow? How hard is this to figure out? You have to be a stupid It's ape. not even difficult. To not you gotta there. be a stupid baby to not figure this out. You gotta be a it's Derek Boxdorfer <laughs> to not get this one. Crust, Just eat the crust, baby. stupid baby. Yeah, this is uh um, this is the the chaos. This is the worst sounding match I've ever heard. This is the Joy Jojo Jr. Shabadoo of, of wrestling matches. <laughs> Um, and then Shawn Michaels is just in the background. <laughs> I get you. Triple H goes white. <laughs> Shawn. Um, Shawn, he's Shawn. Shawn Michaels. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a sound bite of you going, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. You're trying to make new matches. You want to, but like, oh my god, this is this is 80s like uh, territory totally. era level yes. of fucking chaos, man. I don't get it. I was wondering when he was going to start talking about the coal miner's glove. And the, <laughs> well, no, it's a coal miner's daughter and match. We'll make the deal. Yeah. When was the little? What was the little guy's name? Cheatham. Oh, Cheetah, the one-eyed little person, because you got can't call him midget anymore. <laughs> Not my Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Mario. Yeah, uh, I don't so like anyway, it. That's like happening. It. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then Survivor Series, of course, is coming up on the 26th. Not this weekend, but the next. WWE has been famously, like, weirdly guarded about the card. Um, getting a lot of criticism for that, too. Major event every year, and, and they have really not. I don't think they've announced any matches yet, have they? Like, no. <clears throat> everything's just kind of up in the air. Um, the rumor is that, it, it, so we know that there's going to be a war games match, right? Triple H announced that much. And that was kind of the last thing that we heard. Um, the rumor is that the main event would be the blood. And this is probably expected, but the bloodline as part of the war games match, that would be Roman Reigns, the Uso, Solo Sokoa, and then Sami Zayn as well. Uh, he'll be feeling very oozy that night. Against who? Who will be the team? Well, currently the rumor is it will be Drew McIntyre, uh, all three of the brawling brutes that Seamus Bush and Ridge Holland, and then Kevin Owens. Now, here's the problem with that. As, all, as good as all that sounds, generally, Owens uh, suffered an MCL sprain at a live event recently. Everyone was thinking that's why he hadn't been seen, that he you know didn't want to go to Saudi and they didn't want to 
feature him. No, he's hurt uh, because it's going to take about six weeks to heal. Um, we don't, I don't know that we know exactly when that happens, how long ago that was. Um, so it remains to be seen, obviously, if he'll be in the match. Oh, actually, that was very recent. Uh, that MCL sprain apparently was against Austin Theory, and it happened on the 13th, which was just a few days ago. Oh, so, all right. Well, we got to change that match around a little bit. Yeah, so that's probably not going to happen. I, I don't see Kevin Owens recouping, if that is indeed the case, uh, fast enough for that match. So, first of all, I don't hate any of this. This is all perfectly fine by me. It's a perfectly cromulent setup. It's perfectly uh, The bloodline's yeah. going to win. Well, They're yeah. Win. They have no to. No question about that. We got to make them look strong. Ugh. But the question then, I guess, is who replaces Kevin Owens? Because I feel like he was actually the most critical part of that team. The whole ongoing thing with him and Sami Zayn, and, and will he convince Sami to to leave the bloodline? Will the split take place? You know, with Jay uh, kind of going against Roman, who then do you put in in Kevin Owens' place? Who would be a reasonable replacement? Um, because <clears throat> I don't know. Logan Paul. You know, I honestly I don't hate it. I, I think it's the only. It. I think it's the only one that makes but sense. He's also injured. Remember, torn AMC or torn ACL. At, I was. Uh, I was kind of curious if he was actually injured or if that was like yep. storyline. That was co-host injury. on his podcast on his podcast because, of course, again, everyone has a podcast. Uh, it said that he is indeed actually injured. So Logan Paul's out. Uh, I've seen suggestions of Seth Rollins maybe fitting in now that he is more of a, a face. But then there goes your United States champion, right? Yeah, um, I saw at least one suggestion of Ridge Holland if they are indeed going to pair him up with Emma uh, and, and on screen anyway, and then have them become a thing. He does have what I said, Ridge Holland, Riddick Moss, Riddick Moss is what I meant. Ridge Holland's already in the match. Um, R- uh, Riddick Moss wouldn't be a bad idea just for the simple fact that they have done nothing with him. Well, they they do have a little bit of history because he has that issue that he's had with the the Usos in the, in the past. Um, same goes in the same line of thinking for Ricochet. Ricochet could fit in there as well. Right. But <clears throat> I don't think any of those, they're all, they're all re- like reasonable suggestions. I get it. Um, but Owens, Owens would have been the real linchpin here to make this super interesting. Probably my favorite suggestion I've seen, though it's not, I don't think it's like serious. I don't think it would actually happen. But <clears throat> the way Barrett's on commentary says, oh, you need a fifth member for your team. Takes off his headset and says, "I'm afraid I've got some bad news." Can he wrestle? Is he just not wrestling? I don't know. Or? I have no idea. Um, Johnny Gargano, his name's been thrown around there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just really curious about what happens with that. It's and again, we don't even know for sure that this match is happening. Uh, right. Riddle, Matt Riddle's name has been thrown in there. I don't know. We don't even know if this match is happening, but if it does, it sounds like Owens is not going to be a part of it, which is really kind of a big blow to to that scenario. Man, um, Riddle Owens is, has competed in War Games. You know, he showed up in NXT for one a while ago. That would have been awesome. So, Riddle is one of those know. guys that is another one that's like organic. Why don't you guys like just go with it? Just jump on it, ride yeah. it. My well, pony. He, he won that match with with uh, Seth Rollins, and then nothing. He won the match with Seth Rollins, and what came of it? Nothing. Rollins then turned around and won the United States Championship and is currently holding the most important title on the brand, whereas um, Riddle is running around with bongos and asking if people want to hit his bong goes. Yep. That's what he's doing. I think it's a weed reference. And on that note, 
<laughs> no, I do. I think it's a weed reference. <laughs> That's a bold statement you're making there. I well, you know. All right, well. <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap it up for us. I think it should. I think, I think that's it a, must. That's a good. I think stopping it's important point. that it does. Yeah, uh, we're gonna bail out of here. And you know what? Let's go check out that new Call of Duty update. Of uh, Battle Pass is out. I have a lot of things uh, to say about it. You're gonna have to say all those things again for me because you said you know what, and then I heard nothing for like uh, ten seconds there. I, I said, well, let's go check out the new Call of Duty update. I have yes. a lot of things to say about that. It's fucking. Yes. St- stupid i don't understand the call <laughs> i don't get it man but we're gonna do that all right so uh we're out of here tomorrow we got an all new after dark it is nostalgia november we will finish up our list for our uh our commercials jesse and his steel drum Finally. girls gone wild almost said gone girl um road trip ruined everything so tomorrow <laughs> we try it again that's tomorrow <laughs> On an all new after dark. But until then, yes. for myself, for Double H, thank you guys for tuning in. I know it's been a slow month so far. It's half the month and we've only done like two shows. Look, man, it's 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 been a ride, okay? But we'll get back into it. Uh we'll see you guys tomorrow. For myself, for Double H, we'll talk to you later. Hunter, take us out. Five figure death punches, music for divorced cops. I got it right. Later. <laughs>